It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Yeah, just me here uh, saying dumb things on Twitter, as is the way. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. Regular voice today. No special <laughs> voice today, because a somber news at the top, and I want to get that away so that we can get back to being a comedy show. But unfortunately, last week, I did discover that one of our listeners had passed. So I just wanted to acknowledge that at the top of the show, that it really sucks. Uh, his name was Chris. He was a personal acquaintance of mine, and uh, every time I got to meet him in person, he could not help but tell me that he loved our show. So... It was uh, very sudden, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to blow up his or his family's spot by getting into any details about, like, the circumstances of it, or, or even what his last name is, but uh, I just wanted to say at the top of the show that we do really appreciate all the listenership, and especially the people that we get to meet in person that happen to have heard the show um, outside of our, like, you know, tight-knit little friend group, uh, so it was kind of a bummer to hear that uh, somebody had uh, passed that was in my orbit uh, in such a fashion, so that kind of stunk. Yeah, that's, that's that's a huge bummer. I didn't know yeah. about that. So for half a second, I thought you were running a bit, and I no, felt terrible. No, no, no bits this time. Actual, just actual, just serious. Like respect to the passing of uh, our listener and uh, and uh, acquaintance of mine, Chris. So yeah. you know, rest in peace, sir. Yes. Uh, onward to Valhalla and all that good stuff. 
uh, Valhalla specifically, because uh, we do have some very some very Norse language coming up in in, in the program. So N- Norse alert! Back to yeah. doing bits. <laughs> Beware, there's some Iceland shit happening. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, time to pick the room back up. Welcome, yep. uh, my beautiful babies, to the, the newly monetized Adventures in <laughs> Hell World podcast, according to another, uh, yeah, another listener. listener of the show. Yep. Uh, hipped us to, to be like, hey, couldn't help but notice you got some ads running. And I was just like, uh, as I say on the show frequently, I don't listen to the show, so this is news to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Acast has a thing where I apparently I hit the button in the opposite direction this week where it uh, activated ads instead of deactivating ads. <laughs> and I then looked at quote unquote revenue and our revenue is listed under a currency called SEK, which I then had to look up. It is apparently Scandinavian Kroger's and uh, or a Swedish Kroger's and uh, basically a well, Kroger is worth a, a dime. It's basically worth one-tenth of a dollar. Nice. And I think we are now at somewhere around, I think, five bucks. I cool. think that's the amount of, uh, quote-unquote, revenue that was generated. <laughs> Let's roll by, it in. <laughs> yeah, by me accidentally hitting that button in the wrong way. Once once I, once I went to that page and saw that it wasn't USD was the way this was being translated so to me. All these zeros are meaningless. I was just like, this this sucks. This has got to suck if it's not USD. Because whatever you're trying to sell me on, is this crypto? What is this? And okay, yeah. all that being said, I don't know why you're poo-pooing the, the thought that, like, us three dorks talking into our computer, you accidentally clicked a wrong button and then that you made us five dollars. <laughs> yes, this is like true. you you hit it you you act by your own admission accidentally hit a button on your computer that turned into five dollars. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yes. I, I, sorry, I will I will keep hitting the five dollar button. I apologize to our listeners for ads. Well, we can listen to the we could we could holler like we can wait for the, the fans to tell us how they feel about whether or not they want us to add up yeah. our show for the price of five dollars. I, I feel like for, for me, free five dollars <laughs> sounds pretty good. But I did hear that there were three full ad rolls in that fucking in that episode. So it's just like that that seems like a lot of advertisement. Yeah, but hey, well, I mean, I, th- I thank you, listeners. Yeah. It, 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 to tell, Lord knows, tell us if you don't mind a little adage. We we oh, would, we yeah. would love the free money. But yeah, hit, hit us up. Like my DMs are open on Twitter. I never check them, but you you can contact me. Let me know what you think of the ads. Yeah, uh, that that maybe pays for our podcast maintenance costs. Yes. And something, anything, however it works out, yes. But yeah, that was, uh, it was a surprise to me when I found out the ads existed. Then I looked over and I looked at like the last seven uh, podcasts or whatever said like monetization deactivated. And this one was just like ads enabled. And I was like, oh, I did a thing. (laughs) Way to go, me. We're leaving money. I assumed we had hit some sort of milestone. I was just like, what the hell? I was like, did did we get like our 50th thousand listen or something? And now (laughs) Incastics were a real show because we're probably still not. I don't know. Yeah, I I did get chastised by that one uh, listener who is also like an actual journalist that listens to the show that was just like, hey, like, I I appreciate what you're doing. And I was like, I know I was making a bit. I'm sorry. Thank you. But also, why? (laughs) Why? Hey, we want to actually report on stuff. Uh, we were, we can let the number out. We're around 5,500 a week and we want to thank every single one of you, even, especially the hate listeners. 
I would say fifty-five a month. I think. I think. If yeah, I don't think that's a week. Oh, oh God, I would love it to be per per week. Oh, but no. Well, regardless, the yeah. the number is smaller, but we sp- that means there's more things to go around. We appreciate every single one of you, especially the hate listeners. If you're out there, honestly, right. again, like I never thought that anyone would be listening to me, much less like over a thousand people a week. And that's uh, a I, that's I, a whole auditorium. Like that's a massive. Yeah, statistically, three of those people are having a birthday every week, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So happy birthday. Yes. Happy yeah. birthday. So happy Some birthday to this week's beautiful babies. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who you are, but statistically speaking, there should be around three of you. <laughs> so happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> okay. And on that note, uh, let's go from talking about uh, our our sec money uh, to talking about our amuse bouche. <laughs> it's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. Elon Musk is a dickhead. That's yeah. not what I have written here. That's just my personal opinion. News and also, and he's hate. got a wretched penis because he keeps he gives refusing to pay me off. Pay me off, Elon. One million United States dollars and I stop talking about how horrible your penis is. Anyway, <laughs> now that I've... Well, at this point, I think we know how you actually get it, Elon, is where you claim to work for Twitter, and then Elon reacts to you by saying, no, you don't, and if you did, you're a dum-dum, and then then one thing leads to another, and you potentially have a lawsuit on your hands. Yeah, I need to tag Elon and just be like, "Uh, yeah, Elon, I was head of your uh, horrible penis uh, (laughs) PR department, and uh, now I'm locked out of my work computer. What should I do? (laughs) As as someone pointed out... uh, in a video I was watching, Twitter clearly does not have a functioning HR department. So if you want to put Twitter on your resume, on your CV, fucking go ahead and do it. Just like give the number to a friend. There's no way Twitter will answer any sort of verification because <laughs> it's as we're about to talk about, they clearly do not have a functioning HR department. I like, mean, that, that is one not way a to, joke. One way to spin uh, the news of not having a functioning HR department. Here's my take on it. Uh, female employees of Twitter, I recommend a head-to-toe hazmat bodysuit mm. and a, a sidearm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In, in, enjoy enjoy um, just just preemptively mace any male employees you see within 20 feet of you. Just just nail them. Just mace nothing. Right if any yeah. of your male coworkers try to show you porn on their computer, send them to the shadow realm. <laughs> yes. Send them to another dimension. That's where they need to go. <laughs> this is the four kids version of Twitter sexual harassment policy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so so what we're talking about is a employee of Elon's not being able to get former. any <laughs> allegedly former employee of Elon's had was trying to get in touch with Elon to figure out if he was still employed or not, and base and was reduced to tweeting out, "Hey, Elon, I technically work for Twitter, but I may or may not be fired. I have not had access to my computer for six days. What's the haps?" To which Elon basically began mocking the guy for being disabled. Well, essentially, he, was... he started with, who the fuck are you? Like, he yeah. just came at him and he was just like, he was just like, tell me, who the... like, identify yourself, you fucking plebe. Who's, <laughs> who's decided to book me and wake me from my Twitter slumber? <laughs> and then he, he was like, oh, here's who I am. And then Elon was just like, okay, that might be who you are. But what did you do? Yeah, and he was like, here's Elon's what I did. written consent to put out what work he did for Twitter because he worked for Twitter because his company was bought by Twitter. And instead of taking a payout, he took a job 
because he wanted he believed in paying his taxes. So yeah, <laughs> that's going to be and, relevant here in a second. Yeah, and it, it's you know like it, it just goes to show how the I mean the the stark difference between the two uh, people interacting in this in this story. Uh, one person is just like. I could not disclose that because of like non-disclosure stuff, like whatever, being incredibly professional. And then the other one is Elon Musk. So um, anyway, so Elon Musk asked him for his credentials. Essentially, it was just like, who the fuck are you? And he was like, okay, do I have my permission to tell you who the fuck I am and what I did? Elon's like, yes. And then he's like, here's the stuff I did. And Elon came back with essentially, you didn't do shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you lied about being disabled. And yeah. to which every... if. Every employment lawyer in the world was just like, holy shit, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? And to which every Elon bootlicker was like, here's, it's time for the ableist slur list. Let's get ableist slur bingo. Bing, 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 bing. Just attacking this guy, just slandering him, just every kind of mocking of his disability, just absolutely worthless scum that boot like a billionaire who is uh, a raging narcissist man baby there's no re- elon has no redeeming qualities that's what makes this like so ridiculous yeah it's just that you're, you're dealing with such an absolutely terrible human being and yet people are like oh elon's so based way to way to cut that guy down a peg or two elon and then just mike give the guy some credit if you need somebody to come in and take 40 percent off your market value I I yeah I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, yes. I know a guy who could take over your company and make it worth about half is what it was like that. Yeah, while saddling it with billions in interest. Yes. So yeah, to which Elon after Elon mocked him and said he wasn't disabled and used it as an excuse, uh he then went on to say, and yes, you are fired. Uh <laughs> to which uh what his name we just went over how to say his name Haroldson uh he then said okay how are you going to pay out my contract because as part of his buyout contract uh for his company which he got employment he took a job instead of a straight buyout if he's ever fired by twitter they have to immediately pay him 100 million usd that uh, that's the part that was relevant there where Elon publicly fired him to his 130 million Twitter followers. Uh, so you can't, you can't reel that one back. Can't reel that one back. And also you publicly said you fired him for his disability, which you said wasn't real, which is why we got an immediate, immediate Elon apology tweet. Cause the, I don't know the two lawyers that still work at Twitter just came like, screaming into his office like like shoes on fire they were running so fast it's just like what the fuck are you doing this man could now own twitter you, you're just gonna sue us and you but like, why you, would somebody want to own twitter at this point yeah like inevitably it, it would have to become worth way less than this or somebody to look at yeah. it and just be like yeah it might be worth trying to turn this one around but like right, right now it's just in this weird like we're in the middle of its freefall. Like nothing is going to change it. Like we're just we're we're in the process of watching Elon Musk ride Twitter, like you know, uh, Doctor Strangelove style. Like, <laughs> like he's just he's got his, got his cowboy hat and he's just like, he's about to crash it into the ground. It's going to explode. Real big. Yeah, Twitter 
clearly, like I was saying, does not have a functioning HR department. Elon and Twitter, uh, someone still has some lawyers and someone was paying attention because that that apology tweet came fucking fast. And <laughs> and the best part about the apology tweet was Elon blaming other people for this oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, Elon was like, oh, I got some bad information from some people that wasn't true. Who? Name them, Elon. Name the bad employees who told you, oh, yeah, the guy that's currently blowing you up on Twitter about maybe not having a job here, he's faking his disability. Rip him, Elon. Get him. That was my favorite part about Elon's quote-unquote apology tweet was he was just like, I was acting off of like information that was wrong. And... Some of the stuff I said was based on accurate information that I interpreted wrong. Yeah. He's just like, he's like, he's just like it was, I think the words he used were just like accurate information that, that wasn't relevant. Yeah. And it's just like, that's a weird, that's a weird dodge concerning if you look at that for half a second, it puts even more blame on you. Yeah. Like, I, all... can, I can kind of, I, like, <laughs> like in a, in a world where all, where all of that isn't transparently bullshit. Uh, I could certainly imagine where, like, Elon Musk, who is stupid and easily tricked, could have just been easily tricked by somebody being like, yeah, I don't think that guy's really disabled or whatever. Uh, but if he got the accurate information of any part of it and then decided to act on it in the way he did and was wrong, that's more culp- that's more culpability for you. <laughs> Elon has also deleted the tweet where he would I don't know if this was a, a reply or a direct uh, tweet, but he posted talking about the, the, the employee. He said, he's the worst, comma, sorry. Just this guy fucking sucks. This guy faking his disability, that piece of shit. Yeah, he's the worst. Yeah. So Elon's lawyers were like, you need to delete that. You need to delete that yesterday. Yeah. Get, get, get that fucking gone. Uh, yeah, cl- click the button that makes that go away from the internet forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a good thing that the picture of that screenshot could probably include like a handy little graph that shows how much engagement it got in the time that it was available. Mm-hmm. Because that seems like it'd be pretty cool at court <laughs> to just be like, "Hey, in the time this was available, one point two million people saw it." So, like, that's pretty good. <laughs> you, you only you only highballed it a little, hundred and sixty sixty k thousand views. So, yeah. Okay, still yeah. whatever. It was just like it was. It was up for it was a. It was up for thirty minutes and one hundred sixty thousand people saw. It. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, 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 half a million over half a million. My bad, I misspoke. Uh, he's considering staying at Twitter, which I have to be figure there. Just like Elon, he has a fucking poison pill in his contract. If you fire him, we have to give him a hundred million dollars, like immediately. Uh, and we he's considering staying on to his Twitter because Elon is like, "Hey, pal, would you like to? Are you looking to buy a Twitter? I mean, I've got to use it. Like, <laughs> which, I know that we have. Our, I know that we've had our differences, but you know what? Probably like mid defense is if you bought Twitter. <laughs> what a cloud show! Fuck Elon Musk. God, what a loser. Jeez, no kidding. Like, yeah, and just as we go on, more and more reports come out that like. Everyone at SpaceX is just constantly, they were just like, they would just make things, bright things for Elon to look at to keep him out of like the actual projects. And to trick people to, th- to think that he was a genius. Yeah. He says, talking over the silent Mike Rains, who is muted, and I don't have a way to communicate that to him without communicating <laughs> it to the audience as well. 
No, uh, yeah, my, my my button, my unmuting button didn't work. Apologies. No, uh, what I was going to say is uh, Elon's actual tweet was, I would like to apologize to Holly for my misunderstanding of his situation. It was based on things I was told that were untrue or in some cases true, but not meaningful. He has considered remaining at Twitter. And it, I just well, yeah, I, really... I read some shit that was true, but not meaningful about him. And then I decided to act like a goober on the Internet anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's a really long road to say I lied. Like. Yeah. <laughs> People people lied to me. Uh, okay, who and why? Like, who would yeah, lie to you about this man's disabilities? Also, do, do we have a do we have like a legal minimum for definition of an apology? Yeah. And if not, we should tr- we should try to work towards the minimum definition of what an apology is. That because it sort of started like it's it seems like it was going to clear the bar there at the beginning. I apologize to blank blank blank, and it's like oh great with this, with several more sentences after this, this is going to be a great one. And then no, it just got worse from the outside. <laughs> I apologize because people lied to me, and them's the breaks. Maybe I should get a better retinue of yes men to tell me which disabled people I can slander on the internet and not owe a nine figure payout to. Should I pull off that little stunt? BT Dubs, that guy is re- looking to remain here on Twitter. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just such a great company to work for, and everybody loves it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, between that and Elon obviously tweeting this uh, while his bodyguards who are shoulder to shoulder with him are standing behind him to prevent the coup attempts he thinks are going to happen inside his office in San Francisco, which if you haven't read those stories, allegedly Elon now has bodyguards that even follow him into the bathroom because he's afraid he is just going to get Julius caesar at any moment and someone's going to take Twitter from get him via... He's got bodyguards inside his office because he's afraid that he's going to have a coup launched against him and someone's going to seize Twitter by force. I mean, he should be afraid in the bathroom. If a single pap gets a picture of his wretched penis, that's going to be a deal breaker for him. It'll be on the cover of Fangoria magazine tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. In the words of that commercial, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Like... No, he he wrote it into his own contract somehow that if you oh. can manage to kill him in single combat, that you it's get the Twitter. WWE no no rule no holds barred belt rules of like CEO ship. If yeah. you can if you can pin him anywhere anytime, you get the belt in the CEO ship. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Twitter is defended under twenty four seven rules. That is how this yeah. works. If you really <laughs> wanted to mess with him, you should just like chain a briefcase suspended from the ceiling of his office. <laughs> yeah, so he yeah. walks in and he's just like, oh, no, they're, they're going to money in the bank me. No. <laughs> I mean, it, it really sounds like he thinks this works on like no holds barred WWE rules. What? <laughs> Uh, it's the greatest. He, I, I, what is it about? What is it about white men in podcasting that makes us inevitably start talking about wrestling? I know, <laughs> I know Sarge very well, and I know myself incredibly well, and we don't give a fuck about wrestling. <laughs> but we are constantly making references about it on our show. <laughs> uh, I don't follow wrestling, but when when Mike said he has bodyguards defending him even in the bathroom i didn't think assassination i was like it's it's like that i did watch wrestling during the attitude era like everyone did and i just remember that they had that belt where the guy had to defend it constantly 24 7 and yeah the wwe hardcore championship yeah hardcore champion thank you um okay enough of this i'm putting it into this (laughs) 
Mostly because we're already running a little long on our first segment of the Boosh. Yes. Uh, so let's move on to our second segment of the Boosh for the week, shall we? Uh, which is apparently something that I have no idea about. Uh, but it, it stars, like, you know, if, if we had a circus, if our show was a circus, Missouri we would Island. employ a certain number of clowns. And those clowns would include Elon Musk and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, who are the subjects of our next uh, Boosh item. Mike, what are these two clowns getting into this week? Uh, so these clowns at CPAC, which we'll they fought talk- to the death. Oh, if, only, if only they had, if only they had, uh, that, that would be probably have to do an emergency podcast for the, <laughs> the, 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 Bo- the Bobert MTG brawl to end it all. That would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. It'd just be like, it, like, yo, like on messenger, just like, guys, did you see the MTG Lord Bobert <laughs> having a kumite? <laughs> Are you available to record? Yes. (laughs) So what happened was, is um, Ukrainian President Zelensky gave a speech. And in that speech, he explained that America should probably support Ukraine because if Russia were to conquer and subjugate Ukraine, Russia would then be emboldened to do more bullshit. And probably more of that bullshit would involve taking uh, taking a crack at the Baltics. And if they took a crack at the Baltics, guess what? The Baltics, the Baltic states are under NATO and they would immediately enact Article 5 and then mm-hmm. we would have to defend them. And as Zelensky was explaining that if that happened, then you would have U.S. soldiers fighting Russian soldiers. Or as he said, like American sons would have to go to like the Baltics or, to defend them. Or three, baby. Yeah. And... Bobert and MTG took what Zelensky said and started screaming that he was talking about American troops being sent to Ukraine to defend Ukraine. And they were just like, our sons and daughters are not going to die in Ukraine. Go to hell, Zelensky, you monster, you war escalating lunatic. And again, he did not say any of that. He was just (laughs) explaining that down the road, this is the situation that could develop if Russia's aggression continued past Ukraine and into nations that are under NATO membership and Bobert and MTG decided to misconstrue that into being that now uh, Zelensky's demanding American troops come into Ukraine <laughs> and help fight the war against Putin. No, it's unacceptable. Getting people to a foreign place to kill and be killed on the battlefield is like the most American thing there is. Yeah. But also, that's why we're fighting a proxy war right now and sending them weapons and money and training and giving them training. We sent them Abrams tanks, which isn't the greatest gift you can send. Those things are... The bad guy here is Russia. It's astonishing that these red-blooded American patriots aren't, like, their position is, hey, let's not send anything over there. It's not our business. And also, we're pretty sure the Norse movie. Yeah. Like, it's just like, why aren't they all, hurrah, let's send all of it to, let's fucking, let's kick Putin's teeth in. I'm so confused (laughs) by that. And I will continue to be confused by that while they continue to fucking, they just love licking boots. If if you're willing to say that you don't like liberals, they will lick all of your boot, like 100 percent, all the way down to the shaft of the boot, to the base of the boot. <laughs> it's it's genuinely baffling. Like even to, I get not wanting, I understand them not wanting to send money and aid to a foreign war, but like Zelensky's 100 percent right. Putin doesn't stop here. 
Like also, I I don't understand the impulse to not do that. That is like like why I, why why be like why be so prosperous if like if we can't stop Russia from invading a foreign country? Yeah, I, I'm just saying like devil's advocate. I can understand that argument. I can understand that argument. I don't understand why they're so. Gung-ho. I can understand not wanting to pay for universal health care. We why love bother? Russia. The way it's going now is great. <laughs> Another conservative talking point. They just God. They're all so. They're all just so greedy. Yeah. What a bunch of fucking. What a bunch of Scrooge McDuck's they are. Except without any of the cool adventuring part. Yes, and they don't even have a giant vault of money they swim through defying physics. If they could do that, I'd be more on their side. Well, the, the, like the thing is that that style of wealth is the sort of thing that they have decided to be anti-Semitic about. Like the, they want yeah. to be incredibly rich, rich themselves. But they imagine like like a rich evil person. I'm assuming it's like Scrooge McDuck, like but you know practicing the faith of the judaism he <laughs> pretty much it, that's how well, yeah they just imagine george soros do, that's what he is he just like lives in this giant bank vault of money that <laughs> he's gotten by like fleecing uh non-jewish people because he's evil and bad and this is the world that these people live in because at the end of the day all these conspiracy theories go back down to anti-semitism that's just the way it works you're I not mean, wrong no <clears throat> So and this it is really bizarre that this is where we're at where we have one of the two major political parties in America sort of playing footsie with Putin and kind of being on his side about this war when it's just like holy shit this is a dictatorship invading a democracy trying to genocide them there's there's really no middle ground here. There's this literally is, stealing their children. Right. This this is as ridiculously cut and dry black and white a war as you could have since World War II. Like after World War II, all the wars got kind of muddled and muddy and weird. And should we be really doing this? Is this a good idea? Yes or no? You could actually argue it. Here, it's like, no, Ukraine is objectively good and Russia is objectively bad. That's all there is to it. There's nothing beyond that. And you can like scream about the Ossov unit and, oh, Ukraine's got Nazis in it and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And it's like, no, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, Russia is the bad guy and there's no defending it. And I, I think my favorite part of this is reading these QAnon people who are like, well, if the deep state and pedo would and all these other people are for Ukraine, then I have to be against them. And it's like, I'll say you're just a child with opposite oppositional defiance disorder. You can't even just like think rationally about what's going on and come up with a conclusion. It's like, nope, I, I, I saw the bad people on the TV like Ukraine. So I hate Ukraine. Oh, that's yeah, that's good. You have the reasoning of a six year old combobulations. I mean, just and that you're taking Zelensky's words out of context to get mad at him. Well, it's like, well, so what's your end goal? You you want Russia to win? Why? Tell me why you want Russia to win. What? How does that help you? Because for Bobert and MTG, they could never explain that. Because once you get into the why should Russia win world, that's just QAnon madness. That's just Ukraine has biolabs where they created COVID and it's where they human traffic all the children for the adrenochrome and it's just all that stuff. There's 
you can't even be remotely connected to reality and explain why you want Ukraine to be annexed by Russia. Yeah. It is God. It's just it's super ridiculous that this is even a thing. Like I really, um, it, it's very funny. I mean, we're going to get to Trump a little bit more once we get into the real news. But it's really funny that like Trump isn't even trying to be like Russia should win. <laughs> like, Trump's angle on the war is more. His, I could have ended it. Right, his dumb cockamamie. I can end the war once I'm president. I will end the war immediately. How? Can't tell you. Right. I, I don't trust you. I don't buy that. <laughs> well, guess what, nerds? Before we move into our news segment, I've got surprise boosh, or as I like to call it, ambush. <laughs> Did you guys see that hilarious Andrew Tate video that is going viral at the moment? Uh, no. I just heard the, about the, the one where he he accidentally. There. It's incredible because he is like accidentally sort of close to making a good common sense argument against homophobia, but he's doing it by just dropping layer on top of layer of misogynist horseshit on top of it. It is hilarious. If you guys not see this, it's been making the rounds. It's super no. funny. <laughs> no, the last thing I saw from him was what, what Sarge said about how he might have lung cancer and needs to be let out of prison immediately, which, um, no, I don't believe you. I oh, don't know. He Did you not see where he confirmed that he did not have lung cancer? It was a, a scar on his lung, and true warriors have scars. It was obviously a ploy by his lawyer to get him out of jail and get him, like, medical attention. Uh, and uh, like that, that was the play, but then he couldn't look weak. So he was just like, I don't have fucking lung cancer. It's a scar. So he couldn't even go with the play. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. I, just lo- I just love the idea like of, of that his lawyer was working out something, had bribed certain people, was setting things up. It was just like, okay, if we do this lung cancer thing, I might be able to spring them. We can work out a way. And then Tate just like kiboshes it, just absolutely crushes it. It's like, nope, nope, nope. I'm, I'm fit as a horse. I could, I could fight 10 men right now. <laughs> even even though I'm like, when, it, when they give me my phone to tweet in my prison cell, I whine like a baby about, oh, I'm in prison. This sucks. <sighs> They should let me traffic women and be a monster. That's that's cool. So, yeah. That is his go-to. Yes. I, I love I, I love that this cloud is like he's sort of like on his last gasp of 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 being relevant before he just like goes to like fucking Polish jail forever or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is going to be great. But yeah, I mean, uh, never before have I ever said a thought that I would say this, but I, I would recommend checking out that clip because he he's he's. He, it's it's just a, a perfect example of somebody being close to having the right like get like they're it's always satisfying there. to see them getting there. You're like, oh my god, you're you're close to having the epiphany that changes you from this dirtbag into a real person. And then they, <laughs> yeah, they just bubble it at the goal line and they continue to just human traffic with it. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I hate when I get so close to stop being a human trafficker and then I fuck it up and I keep trafficking humans. It's <laughs> Man, yeah, it's it's also got a lot of layers to it. It's really good. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, okay, ambush over. Let's move on to our new segment. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. 
So CPAC happened, and distressingly for me, and I don't know if Sarge has seen any coverage of this, mm. CPAC happened at a place that I'm very familiar with. So I was seeing a lot of photos coming out of CPAC that uh, were like places that I've walked through like hundreds <laughs> of times. <laughs> and it made, me, it made me feel sort of icky. Uh, but aside from that, I didn't keep track of that shit because I hate all those people. Luckily, that's what our expert Mike Rains is here for. Mike, what happened at CPAC? Okay, so the first thing that happened at CPAC was they had a speaker uh, declare that transhumanism needs to be eradicated. And when this happened, a lot of people were like, this guy wants to kill all the trans people, and that's very bad. To which uh, the CPAC promoters were like, how dare you? We never said that. We demand retractions and apologies because you have libel slandered us by saying these terrible things. We never suggested that anyone be killed. We merely suggested a concept, uh, transhumanism, be, quote-unquote, eradicated. And this leads to this. This is the Kabuki theater bullshit of right-wing extremism, where you say a terrible thing that your audience totally agrees with, and then when rational, normal people hear that shit and post about it, you then pretend that you didn't mean what you said and throw yourself on a fainting couch and scream about how those hysterical liberals are taking everything out of context. This is not what I said, and. As a lot of people on the uh, dying Twitter machine have liked to say, this guy is basically saying Judaism must be eradicated. Now, I didn't say anything about Jewish people. I just said that Judaism needs to be eradicated. However we achieve that goal. I said I was Jewish, you know? (laughs) Yes. Hey. Uh, George Santos, still a congressperson, still not resigning. Told you, we're stuck with him for two years. God, yeah. I can't wait. To... When he loses his Republican primary by 40 points, it's going to be so satisfying. <laughs> when Bob Empty Suit defeats that guy in the Republican primary, and it is uncompetitive, it's going to be hilarious. But yeah, that's that's what, this, that's what they're going for. This is the shtick they're practicing, and they know they're doing it, too. Because... They want to. They want to have it both ways. They want to make these right wing extremists know that they're on their side, and they want to wink and nod to them. But then at the same time, they want to pretend that what they're saying is, in some way, shape, or form, not horrifying and not terrible, <laughs> which it fucking is. And one other thing that's really kind of funny to me is that I've seen I've seen a lot of people post stuff about this that are like wow, it is really crazy how the Democrats are really sticking up for trans people. And it's just this idea that Democrats are like spineless cowards who cave at a moment's notice over everything is not real. Democrats have been very strong on social issues for a long time to the point where my friends who have problems with Democrats will like hand wave away social issues and they'll be like, but they're not helping enough on the economy and we need better wages and all that stuff. And I'll be like, what about LGBTQ issues and all that kind of stuff? They'll be like, yeah, they're good on that, but I don't care. It's like, (laughs) well, they also don't care about higher wages because due to the Rona suddenly like making a lot of people realize that, uh, like they could do their jobs from home and they could find other employment. Wages have never been higher and they're still <laughs> complaining about shit because yeah. they're just like, Oh, it's going to be triggered like a recession or whatever. And it's just like, well, I mean, no, this is why none of you fucks are economists. You don't know how shit works. 
And it's why we have a crystal ball lady now saying she's going to primary Joe Biden. And we have people being like, yeah, <laughs> get him, get him crystal ball lady. You're the best. Absolutely. Hey, any, anything, uh, you know, Republicans, if you're listening to this and you're Republican, please write in your vote for this crystal ball lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Go for it, please, by all means. So, yeah. Well, surprisingly, you're draining 0.05% of the vote away from... It's like, yeah, I mean, go nuts. Anything you, anything you can do to get, get make sure that, like, a, like a quote-unquote real Republican candidate doesn't get into office. Or, God forbid, any one of these lunatics that, like, claims to be real, but is, like, like openly a QAnon, like, nutter. We can't have those. No. <laughs> yeah, so we have... So that happened to start CPAC. And then we jumped to Donald Trump giving his big uh, speech, which the highlight of that speech for me was that Trump made it clear that even if indicted, he will continue to run for president. Yeah. <laughs> like, just definitely say that. Yep. If I'm indicted, don't give a fuck. I'm going to continue to run for president. You can all eat shit. Just this is the way it's going to work. And well, I mean, he, that that would be like his last play to avoid <laughs> prosecution or whatever, right? Like, yeah. he, he just has to get across the presidential goal line before they can actually get him in, like to a trial. <laughs> yeah, drag it out for as long as humanly possible. Try to prevent the trial from happening before he wins the presidency. That's the goal. Yeah, and then he can claim, yeah, you can't put put can't put tre- president on trial. I'm a new baby. I got there. <laughs> Diplomatic so, immunity yeah. <laughs> and. So what I really think is happening here is that, quote-unquote, respectable Republicans, the people that are trying to, like, pump air into the lead, the, into the lead balloon that is, Rick, uh, that is uh, DeSantis, they're waiting for, for Trump to get indicted. And then the moment Trump gets indicted, DeSantis is going to declare his campaign for the presidency. And they're just going to – they're going to go hog wild trying to make DeSantis <laughs> into anything <laughs> – and then when DeSantis gets absolutely trucked in Iowa and New Hampshire and is just totally destroyed, they're all going to bend the knee and they're all going to pack Trump. They're all going to cave. But that's going to be their one moment because at the CPAC straw poll, Trump won in a landslide. There is no grassroots momentum for DeSantis at this point. He is he's a fiction. He is a fantasy that people... He's, he's intentionally yeah. pissing off and fighting Disney. And I don't know if you know, they have a lot of money, a lot of money that they can give to other political campaigns. Yeah, I, I mean, the the Democratic Party in Florida has obviously fallen on hard times and they really couldn't do anything about DeSantis winning re-election. But if you're running for the presidency and you're just aggressively fucking with the mouse, I mean, that is... That's an albatross around your neck. I mean, that is a really good way to make sure that you have an incredibly well-funded opponent. Uh, America Freedom Pack, this uh, the shell company of a shell company of a shell company. This yeah. pumps, I don't know, like a billion dollars into to just run ads about how DeSantis is a giant piece of shit 24-7. That'll, that'll just be a thing that happens to you, Ron. I don't even know if they need to shell company. It could just be the Steamboat Willie Pack. Uh, yeah. Like, let's, let's fucking go. He said he was going to make their con. He was going to alter their content, make it less woke. And it's just like you—you you understand that's not how this works, right? Just because you change the 
the, how the fire department works around Disneyland. <laughs> like, you. Also, I'm just going to say, like, you know, they protest a lot. They, they spend a lot, like, all these people spend a lot of time thinking about genitals and children mm-hmm. and genitals around children and like thinking about like like sex spectrum stuff and how much they hate like gender spectrum stuff just like dude like i don't think most people think about this as much as you cats do you've made it like your whole identity to think about this shit that's fucking odd mate who what what do you care why do you care so much about other people's peepees yeah and which bathroom they go to because it, it's just a way for their this hateful rage base that they've created. They basically created this Frankenstein's monster. It's again, from the discovery in the dominion lawsuit where Fox news is like, we have to lie to these people about the election or they'll go to Newsmax or OAN. We have to give the people what they want. And it's just, it's like, how do you, how do you fuck yourself where you're a billion dollar corporation to the point where you're beholden to lunatics that you've just mind poisoned so aggressively that now Anyone can just walk in and say the magic words, and now they just follow them. Like anyone can be the Pied Piper for your community. It's it's really not hard to be a right wing grifter. Well, I'll, also, also D- Disney's just got to be looking down at these like conservatives from their mountain and just being like, "Wow, these clowns really do not know how to brainwash people." Yeah, <laughs> they, they're they're doing it in a way that inevitably makes them turn on and eat each other. The the trick is to like you you you. It's positive reinforcement. You make people feel good when they think about your stuff, and then inevitably you just get to hitch a ride with them forever. That's the bag we're all in with Disney, right? It's like Disney does good things. I like Disney. That's a, that's the way a normal person looks at Disney, and then you the right wing and QAnon have to mind poison themselves. Like Disney's groomers and pedophiles and bad. It's like. What what are you talking about? What what, <laughs> what do you even mean? And th- this is where you have to get into the weeds in this shit and talk about how like animators in the nineteen sixties would put in like lewd shit in the one frame in a movie because they just were on a joke, and that's like proof that Disney's trying to brainwash your kids into becoming trans Luciferians. Yeah. That happened in uh to Jessica Rabbit in that one flick. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> Who looted Roger Rabbit? I wonder who did that. Who who, who looted it up? Who who looted that up? It eluded us. I stumbled all over that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they can't all be winners. <laughs> but the other thing that I oh, speaking of this and also this connects to everything is that Bobert at CPAC did this thing about how we are going to uproot and dissolve all the woke uh, initiatives in the military, which where's the line for what is a woke initiative in the military Uh, integration, uh, gay people serving, trans people serving, women serving, non-whites serving. Where is it woke? When does our military become whatever the opposite of woke is asleep, uh, malevolent? Yeah. Like baffling. Yeah, because, I mean, it's really funny that the military fought every bit of wokeness, kicking and screaming the whole way. Like, Obama had to fight tooth and nail to repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell. That was a huge ordeal when he got into office, was he promised to do it. And then everyone was like, oh, no, he's not going to do it. He's just going to be like Clinton. He's going to he's going to get he's going to cave. And then um, 
the way we got don't ask don't tell repealed was literally by letting rich people keep their tax cuts that was that was the big deal we made with republicans so we're like republicans were like, yeah we'll let gays openly serve in the military if rich people could keep their money and we were yeah. like deal deal fine fine whatever whatever gets us over that 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 hump and lets obama fulfill that campaign promise we're doing it so great Although at some point we should probably stop compromising on the rich people keep their money thing. Uh, yes, well, absolutely. Well, good news. See, the, the the argument against that is that those people worked hard for that money, and who are we to take it from them? But my argument would be those people most definitely did not work proportionally hard enough <laughs> for the money they have. No, like, nope. and if you think that you're obviously a rube, shut up. <laughs> Especially if they were born into a rich family, they worked hard for that money. No, they didn't. They've never worked hard. Even if they've been putting in work, it's never been hard. They've been working. That's fine. It's not hard. It's never been hard. Working grind, hard is bro. like, yo, if I fail this, I like I don't have a place to live or I can't put food on the table or my gas and or electricity gets shut off. That is working hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Working to just maintain your status quo or to slightly improve your quality of life is not like working in a, in a, in a situation where you're the proverbial one paycheck away from the wolf being at the door which is something that these people have never dealt with. But, oh, I put it an 18-hour day. Like, that's crazy. I, like, sometimes I just don't sleep. I do 32 hours at a stretch, whatever. It's just like, okay, what happens if you stop doing that? Uh, I'll maybe go from being, like, a multimillionaire to a regular millionaire. Yeah, shut up, loser. I don't give a fuck about your plight. That's not a real problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like all these... <laughs> All these people that are mega rich, like Elon, Elon and Joanne, uh, it's like, yeah, we can like sue them or come for them, but they're never going to be broke. Like, uh, they're that rich. They like, tell me, Logan Paul worked hard for his money at any point. Like, sometimes you just point. have to virtue signal that we we do hate the rich. We yeah. do truly hate them until we become them, and then we will hate you, the regular poor person. This is the way. Yeah. Quote, oh, quote uh, Pry from Futurama. I don't hate Mr. Beast. He seems nice. Also, please give me money, Mr. Beast. <laughs> or I am going to smash your chocolate displays if I ever see them. Yeah, because, fuck that. Because that was shameful. That shit, unacceptable. Sorry, Mr. Beast. Stay in your lane. Or hire your Beast candy refresher people and have them take care of it. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go back to curing blindness. Boo! Don't yeah, talk about your chocolate. Boo! Yes, <laughs> it's also American chocolate. Boo! It's definitely worse than European chocolate. If Ishrichi was really dedicated to the cause, they would be going around blinding people. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That 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 one came out right. Yeah, oh, it, I figured out what happened on that ro- or that Roger Rabbit one. It was supposed to be lewd framed Roger Rabbit. That flows uh, better. But I flipped them flows. and then stumbled. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's a it's it's a bummer. Sometimes you actually have to is like this is why you have to make checks in D and D. Like no matter how proficient you are, <laughs> sometimes it's not always automatic. Sometimes you will just fail. <laughs> exactly. El, do you get a lot of D and D TikToks? I get a lot of D and D ones. Uh, no, not so much. Probably because I don't think I've ever sat down and watched any of them ever. I mean, I, like every once in a while, it will remember that I like Brennan Lee Mulligan and it will just be like, you want to see him do a thing? And I'll say yes. But then anytime mm. any sort of nerdy D&D shit comes across, I just scroll past that shit. I think it's for dance videos. Yeah. I I had to start liking some thirst traps so I would keep getting them. I was like, it's all 40K and 
D and D and political stuff right now. I need I need a, a, a broader mix. Had to make sure to like a couple of thirst traps. Keep them in the algorithm. You needed a broader <laughs> mix, so you figured you'd mix in some broads. Am I hey, right? Hey, hey, oh, hey, nineties Edgelord comic L. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, see, I, I do most of my TikTok in public, so I, I can't really ah. abide by thirst traps, which is unfortunate because don't get me wrong, there are a ton of a ton of great ones. Uh, in fact, th- like there was one, the, the the one that I almost followed was a guy. He's just like this incredibly attractive, like Asian fellow who's just got like business daddy vibes, and nice. then he just like does like a Dorian Gray thing. Yeah, he was very attractive, and I was like, man, like you just sort of you look how I wish I looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I re- I respect that. Uh, I I one got an actual laugh out of me. I think I shared it. Uh, where this girl in like uh, a maid bikini was doing magic on a table, and there was another girl sitting next to her in like a giant wrapped in a giant blanket. And I'm like, why is she in a blanket? And she drops the blanket and starts gets up and dance. And that's when the girl like throws the bottle behind her. And it genuinely distracted me the first time I watched it. And I was like, all right, fair game. This this was actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so overt. They were doing look at this hand, not yeah, that hand. Yeah, I was just, just with a girl in a bikini. And I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. You, you got me. <laughs> No, that, that that should be that should be our we're gonna do like a like a sexy magic act or we're just gonna do that at strip clubs or we could just be like incredibly like profane with it <laughs> we're just like like the big prestige is just like okay now i have to disappear this thing real quick and it's just like oh my god a vagina <laughs> <laughs> but you have to actually say that it's yes. so much more it's so much more gross and lewd when you use actual uh, anatomical terms Oh, absolutely! I do. I, I mean, tell me how tell, how lubricated is your vagina? <laughs> it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday. dot com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> oh, why are we on this tangent? Because I don't want to talk about Tucker Carlson, but we need to. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we, it is probably the time for us to segue into Tucker Carlson's week long fucking spate of madness. This <laughs> just cannot stop, like, desperately well, seeking attention. I mean, I know I'm talking to our audience, but, like, who the fuck believed for one second that when it was announced that Tucker Carlson was given a ton of January 6 footage, that he was not going to edit it to support his narrative? Did anyone for one fucking second think that's not what was going to happen? 
No, right. no one did. But the, the thing is, is that the people that he was doing this for didn't give a shit because they were yeah, just like, I, tuck, they were just like, Tuck Tuck's going to give him the truth. Yeah, we're going to get the truth. And they knew what he was doing. And they didn't care. They just want confirmation bias. Yeah, like, fair enough. Let me let me tell you, boy, boy, howdy. QAnon world is so over the moon about what Tucker Carlson's January 6th investigation. Yeah, so but, well, but, but before we get into how, how great QAnon feels about it, let's actually explain for listeners who might not know what, what exactly we're dealing with here. What, what did Tucker Carlson do to this footage? Okay, so basically what happened was, uh, as, as Sarge said, Kevin McCarthy, now the Speaker of the House, gave Tucker Carlson this giant chock-a-blocka database of January 6th videos and tucker carlson has started it took him forever to start posting these things and QAnon was getting kind of impatient they're like come on tucker, yeah, he, had, he had to edit hundreds of hours oh yeah they're like where's our vindication and eventually tucker came up with his first segment and basically that segment was showing the q shaman walking around the halls of congress with police just sort of following him and milling about. And they were like, look, the police are escorting the Q shaman all over these places. They're helping him do this stuff. And and in this um, in, in this investigation, Carlson even said, how the Q shaman got into the building it remains a mystery. Spoiler alert, it does not. We actually have the video <laughs> of the rioters breaking. So basically, there are three, there's like two windows and a door rioters break through the door on the left on the screen and they start getting into the building. Then they break through the door, the window on the right and they start getting in. Then rioters kick out the door in the middle and the Q shaman gets in through that crowd. He comes, you can literally see him because he's very well, he's very uh, dressed loudly being shirtless and wearing his dumb hat and his spear. But he comes in after those rioters, break through those doors there is no question how he got into the capital it, it was not it's not a mystery well, that's just your opinion mike true this is true yeah he, he could have gotten in there any other <laughs> any number of ways it, it, that could have been his twin brother who escaped without being caught there's all kinds of possibilities yes but you yeah, can't prove that that's him in that costume <laughs> yeah. it, it, Sir, i'm certain there's no footage of the guy in the fucking buffalo hat uh how he got in he's he's definitely he's really hard to spot in footage yeah yep. and so basically the point of this was is that the police were letting people in the police the, tucker's spin on this whole thing is that the capitol police were basically just waving everybody into the capitol because yeah, they didn't want to die and that is and that's basically the res, the, the response that i've seen from the people talking about this is that the police were grotesquely outnumbered. And if they started trying to stop people, they were going to get into fights. And then the police's option was to start drawing their guns and killing people. And they didn't know how many people in this mob were armed and that would retaliate. A, and, a lot. Yeah. So that's the thing is that once the police started shooting, as it turned out, it was only Ashley Babbitt who got killed by a cop shooting at her. And that was because that cop was behind a wall and was telling them, do not breach that window. Like, this this is the point of no return. You are not allowed to breach this, this barrier. And she tried to breach it. And then they shot her. And, like, thankfully for all involved, nobody in that group was packing and was able to return fire at that cop and really turn this thing into a shit show that could have got really out of hand. 
But this is the situation was that these cops were outnumbered massively and were, as Sarge just said, trying to survive. Like if they had like pulled the Q shaman down and tried to arrest him, that guy was their mascot. He was like their hero. If the <laughs> cop, if the cops had gone for the Q shaman, people would have gone at the cops to free him from his bondage. Like he would be like the flag in, in a company back in the civil war. And you can't let the flag hit the ground. Like that's, that's proof that you're losing. So it's yeah, just at least only like to interject if there's at least five of them and the person that they're going after is unarmed. Yes. And <laughs> preferably, the way. And preferably already handcuffed. <laughs> so like, you and, know, stop. And, and is a minority. Yep. Oh, yeah. That that's definitely important. Yeah. So they can just yell, "Stop resisting at him!" while they're like killing him. So that, that's yeah. how that's how, yeah. that's basic training. So there's it, the logic of this is so ridiculous, but um, QAnon doesn't care. The last two days have just been a just vindication fest we, we were proven right january 6th narrative is crumbling the media has been discredited like, it's <laughs> sure all it's, it, it's all over i can't wait for all the leftists to apologize to us about their, all their lies about january 6th and it's so delusional it has no basis in reality uh, and this is this is one of those things that creates the self-fulfilling feedback loop for QAnon believers is that they see this video and now they're completely exonerated and now they know they're right. And then their normie friends will tell them, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't, I don't watch Tucker Carlson. I didn't see those videos and I know what happened on January 6th and no, you can't change my mind. And then they're just going to be like, God damn it. These normies, these normies, they just, they all just never get it. One of these days, maybe they will. But so it's a great way to keep yourself isolated, keep yourself miserable, keep yourself upset because yeah. you think you're getting something out of this and you're not because no one's buying this shit. It's ridiculous. And we even had Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney and a bunch of other Republican senators coming out and being like, no, what Tucker is doing is bad. Fuck him. Fuck him trying to change the narrative on January 6th. We were there. We had those people nearly kill us. We know what happened. This is no bueno. So, and uh, QAnon is very mad at those people. They're very upset with Mitch McConnell and his traitorous Republican scum that are daring to claim go against Tuck Tuck. Yeah, they have to. Well, surely, surely this is all Tucker Carlson's got going on for him in the news this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, again, QAnon. Uh, one, the only thing they love more than video that vindicates them absolutely is is discovery and lawsuits, as they have often told me. Gasp, discovery, gasp. <laughs> murmur, they murmur, do gasp. think discovery is very magical. Oh yes, uh, but weirdly enough, they are not. They're never going to talk about the discovery and the Dominion lawsuit against Fox News. So strange that their favorite topic is like they cannot bring up when it comes against them. And the, the uh, ref is just looking outside of the ring for no reason or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the ref just looking outside the ring, doesn't know what's going on. And uh, Tucker Carlson in the Twitter files, that it, uh, it, not in the actual Twitter files, the Dominion files, I guess I should call them, basically said, I hate him in referring to Donald Trump and that <laughs> he was and that. Um, this was a couple days before January 6th was that he was just like, 
thank God in a few days we will never have to like have like Trump putting his thumb his, his boot on the back of our necks. Finally, we will be free from Tucker from Donald Trump having influence over the Republican Party and control over us and making us carry his water because I hate it. I just resent it so much. And God, I can't wait to breathe the free air of carrying Ron DeSantis's water or whoever our new glorious hero will be to lead us into the 2024 campaign. Yikes. Yeah. We are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I truly can't wait. I hate him passionately. January 4th, 2021, Tucker Carlson text to a Fox employee. So yeah, our boy Tuck Tuck just just couldn't wait, couldn't wait to finally be free. But they're the- just obviously not going to cover that on Fox. So the people that watch Fox are just going to pretend like it never happened. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, and uh, actually, I do believe that there are directives that have come out from like upper management in Fox to not cover the Dominion lawsuit, but on Fox News, it's just no yeah, bueno. You, of course you're not. not. Allowed, you're not allowed to talk about it. So yeah, right. So we we literally have Tucker Carlson now doing this January sixth bullshit, while at the same time being like, "God, I hate Trump. God, God, if only if only he would go away." And guess what, Tucker, you're stuck with him. You're stuck. He is sure he, he is your nominee in 2024. Like the only way you're getting out of this is if. Uh, he he's on the wrong side of the dirt. That's about it. Because uh, indicted Trump still running for president, convicted Trump probably still running for president. Just there is there's no escaping this man, and he is going to crush your your idiot uh, champion DeSantis with contemptuous ease. It's so wild reading QAnon people talking about the DeSantis versus Trump fight because they want to like DeSantis a little, but. You get anywhere near Orange Daddy, and oh man, you become second rate real fast. It is not even. No, yeah. like, I, I have not. I have not seen anyone in QAnon being like, you know, it's time for Trump to hand down the mantle to somebody else. And I think DeSantis is the. Nope, no one thinks that. No one. They're all just like Trump. Trump forever. Always. Always Trump. So. You literally created this uh, Frankenstein's monster of a voter base, and Trump uh, seduced them, and he and they are his now. And there is no way you can change that. So, combobulations again. You've you've done it. You've ruined American politics forever. I mean, to to quote L, it is Trump all the way down with them. Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they have decided that they are all Trump rider dies, which is really unfortunate because Trump uh, definitely sucks. <laughs> and it seems like it's going to be tough to win another election with him. But oh. I thought it was going to be tough the first time, too. So who knows? Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, they'll, maybe they'll prove us all wrong again. And I at think. any moment, I can put a red baseball cap on and just be totally fine. So really, it's on the rest of you jokers <laughs> to make it good. Yeah, yeah I'm insanely <laughs> nervous for uh, the election next year. I'm nervous for the primaries. I don't want DeSantis. I don't, none of the options are good. Meatball Ron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, I I just look at this, and it's just going to be a Biden-Trump rematch, which I think is, is hilarious to me because, like, literally our media trying to make this a horse race. They're trying to be like, hey, is Biden too old for this shit? And then the Republicans are going to be like, oh, we're going we're gonna to take that issue off the table. 
we're going to nominate nearly as old, much fatter, in much worse mental and physical health, Donald Trump. So if you all wanted to try to be like, hey, just is, is Biden losing his fastball? Is, is he not that sharp? Maybe, maybe not. You're going to have Mr. Man, Woman, Person, TV, Camera running against him. You're going to have old word salad, drooling idiot Trump. Uh, who's now talking about uh, flying cars and Liberty Cities being part of his platform. You're going to have that guy as the rock-solid, incredibly high mental acuity opponent for our current POTUS. Yeah, but he can end the Russia-Ukraine war in a second. He would just get him in a room. He'd say this to this guy and that to that guy. Yep, boom. (laughs) Just like he built that wall and made Mexico pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. I just I just love that like that's like literally Trump's campaign for president is just I will make a promise to you that I cannot keep. This is impossible for me to do. And people are like, Yeah, impossible promise. Woo! For America, we love impossible promises. Yeah, yeah, man, just look at every Bernie supporter. Oh, snap, burn, <laughs> L off the top rope with the hot Bernie sick burns. Fucking <laughs> got him. Got him, yeah. roasted. Get wrecked, all you Bernie supporters. We all hate Joe Biden. He's old and out of touch. He can't deliver. Let's get another old out of touch man who can't deliver up there. Yay, the one that we <laughs> like. Hooray. I can't, wait. I can't wait for my bag of free money. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, that was a fun return to form for old L. Uh, But uh, now it's time for us to go to our sweet, sweet mailbag for the week. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, Me Bad asks a question for you guys, which is Attack on Titan, problematic or good, clean fun? Woof. Okay. Uh, That's a bit complicated. The... uh... The author is, uh, it's kind of hard to find information on this, but the author is reportedly a Japanese nationalist, and uh, that is just as bad as an American nationalist. So, uh, and the fact... But isn't he also an anti-Semite? I can't find any confirmation on that, so I'm trying to be more careful with saying, uh, and I'm trying not to throw around Nazi uh, anymore. So, I don't have any confirmation that he is anti-Semitic, but... But if you read or watch Attack on Titan, you will find out that um, it is the story is repurposed Nazi propaganda, but he's using it for this story. So the the protagonists are the Jews. Like there's no if and or buts there. He. That is what he, they are the Jews. And uh, they were all put on this island because they have within them uh, super DNA to turn into giants. And the rest of the world fears them taking over uh, because they can turn into literal titans. And they've been kept in a literal uh, ghetto. So, problematic. Um... Woof. It's very complicated. The The forever ongoing fourth season is undoubtedly some of the best anime made in a long time. Um, you need to assess and research the media on your own. Uh, it is very complicated. If you find it problematic, you're not wrong. If you don't find it problematic, 
I, it's hard for me to say you're also not wrong. It's incredibly complex. And so. I disagree with Sarge. I think that no matter whether or not you do or don't find it problematic, you are wrong. Because <laughs> the only true way to enjoy Attack on Titan is to not watch Attack on Titan, like me. <laughs> Although uh, my, yeah. my plan, my plan was to to wait until it was done and then give it a go, but that was before all of this, like all this shit, like came up. And I like, why, why, why would I, why would I step into it now if I know that that's like a thing I have to deal with? So it the the current narrative in season four, as we're wrapping up, and as the show is only becoming more complicated narratively, is that extremism in any form is bad. And that is a good message to purvey. Um, but smooth-brained idiots uh, look at it and see, yay, anti-Semitism, good. So, uh, it's with a lot of things. If you miss the actual message that is in there, uh, it's bad. And, um, it's like people that are, that watch the boys and think Homelander's the good guy. Uh, yeah. If you're missing the point, it's problematic. Okay. I, I have no... A truck with Attack on Titan and would probably follow L's advice and just to steer clear of it entirely. So I have, I don't have a dog in this fight. So I, having, yeah. having seen the first season, I can tell you that uh, it, it certainly doesn't start worth the risk. That's for sure. <laughs> the first season's okay. Okay. The second season's bad. The third season's good. The fourth season is exceptional. Um. So well, take from go. that what you will. Yeah. If you're will, if you're willing to give a four seasons, they'll the, they'll start finally putting out the good stuff. I yeah. mean, the, the four it, season it, it, is genuinely very very good and very complex narratively. But oh boy, we're we're dealing with like repurposed Nazi propaganda, and I'm not joking there. Like, so. And you're going to deal with the most. Uh, I'm I'm assuming you're going to be dealing with the most toxic fan base in the history of the universe. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, a little. I mean, it's, I some people don't get it, but like one of the English voice actors is a man named Vic McNola. So you can Google him and see where you stand on that. And that that's like been part of the fandom. Uh, so yeah, not not the best fandom. Okay, so moving moving swiftly along, Pancake Peasant asks, which fictional setting or franchise has the best or worst elf fiction? Your definition of best and worst is left to you. Uh, I mean, the, the worst would probably be the wizarding world, right? Aren't they just slaves in that universe? Yes. Aren't they like, yeah. they're like, they're just depicted as like this enslaved race that they're just sort of like... You know, they're just like, well, it sucks for us. We're we're just subservient to wizards, I guess. But and uh, and they're ha- and they're happy to be subservient. And when Hermione tries to free them, she's considered intrusive and an idiot for trying to liberate them from their bondage. They are literally the happy slave trope. Yeah, that's probably the worst. Uh, I'm a little biased, so I think 40k has some of the best. The elves in that had a galaxy-spanning empire, and they got so nasty and freaky that they. Uh, fucked an androgynous sex god into existence and uh, that destroyed their civilization. And the remainders have to learn different forms of karate so they don't get eaten by a sex god. So there you go. 
uh, I want to make the note that that is a chaos sex god. Thank you. One of the four chaos gods, the youngest of them, but still a god of chaos. Yeah. So, yes. Wow, a bunch of fucking nerds over here. <laughs> Notes so added. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, next week, uh, next week, our audience will have to name the four gods of chaos. <laughs> no cheating. <laughs> uh, I, I watch a lot of stuff with elves in it, but it's, they're they're usually pretty generic and boring. So I'm gonna go with the ones that have probably brought me the most enjoyment in life, and say Keebler elves. There you go. That's a good one. Yes, they're just so wholesome. They're wholesome and they delight. They they delightfully produce cookies. They like sing songs and make cookies, and then I get to eat them. The cookies, not the elves. Although, yeah, hmm, <laughs> hmm. possibly. Question furrows brow. How about you, Mike? Best best slash most favorite elves. Um, I think my favorite elves are pretty or much... worst or most hated elves. Uh, my most hated elves would definitely be whenever I get seduced by playing wood elves in Blood Bowl and then just watch them die because their armor value is entirely too low and they cost way too much money to replace. So I have fun for like four games. Then game five, I run into Chaos or Dwarves and then suddenly I'm like, this is why I don't play wood elves. So fuck you. So uh, for best elves, I really, I don't know. Because again, as... Um, as you guys said, a lot of the times elves are just very generic and they're just kind of there. Um, I think I think I remember that um, people whining about uh, about Galadriel being too like woke in the Lord of the Rings series, and and when that for the Amazon Prime show when they did that, yeah. And it was just like, didn't the uh, didn't the Lord of the Rings movies have the warrior elf that was f- saving Frodo from the ring wraiths and all this stuff? I mean, the the lady elf kicking ass was a thing that was all there the whole time. And that just uh, calm down, guys. Just relax. You've you've been suffering women being empowered for way longer than you think. So maybe. Maybe maybe that was repressed inside of you before woke Gladriel got to you and made you all sad again. Hashtag uh, make Middle Earth great again. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. The only heroes and that the only heroes should just be Gandalf and Aragorn, and that's it. Just the the heroes have to be white men only ever, and that's it. That's all. And Sauron should be some weird trans spirit thing so that when we kick its ass and we feel even better about ourselves because we're manly and Sauron isn't. Yeah, that, that'd be great. So I hope that was a, in the ballpark of a reasonable answer. Uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, Hog Mongler asks, what do you think it would take for Trump to openly, publicly, and incontrovertibly endorse QAnon? I'm talking full press release here, not just retweeting embarrassing Q-themed fan art. Mm. Uh, I, th- I I think it would probably... An indication that it would help him win the presidency. Yeah. <laughs> yes. not, not much. Like, like if, they, if they had done some sort of like testing or whatever, determined that they were just like, hey, we think that your shot at actually getting over the goal line here... Uh, in 2024 is going to be 
to just openly embrace QAnon and hopefully we get enough of them to actually vote for you, then I think you would do it in a heartbeat. He doesn't give a fuck. He would just, I'll just walk it back later. He feels like he can say or do any old thing. Yep. I 100% agree. I think that that is, he just goes where the attention is. This is why his truth social feed contains so much retweeting of QAnon because they are his audience. They're his fans. And they're just like, you're the greatest. We love you. <laughs> we love you. We love you so you're much. Best. You're so warm and fuzzy. Go, God Emperor. You get him. And Trump just looks at it and just reposts it, or Dan Scavino reposts it, because they know that keeping those people fat and happy is a big part of Trump's popularity. So I, at some point, they'll be willing to break that seal and just go for it and just absolutely be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to be full-blown QAnon at this point. Because if you look at what's going to happen in 2024, it is going to be the QAnon election. There's no – like Trump is going to be so untethered from reality and from the issues of the day in 2024. It's not even going to be funny. I mean, he's posting on Twitter, not on Twitter, on Truth. He's posting shit like, Tucker Carlson's doing an incredible job. The January 6th prisoners need to be freed immediately. And the January 6th committee needs to be indicted for their crimes because they're the bad guys. They're the wrong bads, and I'm the right good. So in 2024, you're going to have Biden talking about jobs and like healthcare and the economy. And you're going to have Trump talking about freeing the January 6th prisoners and that January 6th was a false flag. And then he got it fucked over by the Italian spy satellites changing votes for him against him in 2020. And so it, like, you're going to literally have to have like a QAnon starter pack to get more than five minutes in the Trump's stump speech before you get hopelessly lost. Because... He might start off by being like, hey, Joe Biden sucks and being woke is bad. But right after that, it's going to go just absolutely straight to crazy town. I mean, he is just not even like he's going to run that campaign for him. It's going to be a campaign oh, about his. Yeah. It's going to be about his grievances, about what he's mad about. This isn't a campaign about how he's going to uplift the American people. This is a campaign about how Donald Trump got fucked over in 2020. And now you pricks are going to pay. That's it. This is just Trump 2024. Revenge, motherfuckers. That's that's the slogan. I mean, that's all he's got. I saw someone uh, talking about they firmly believe that Trump running for president was always meant to be a publicity stunt just to get attention on his name and, and grift. And then it kept working. And then he got into office and saw how much attention he was getting all the time. Everyone had to listen to him. He was the president and how much grifting he was getting done. And now he's got a taste of it. He can't ever go back. Uh, and I firmly believe that to be the case. I think he failed upwards in the worst way. Well, we can only hope that he's going to be having a fucking harsh reckoning, you know, as yeah. he uh, presumably, like, again, hopefully fingers crossed, loses this next election. And that's probably going to be his last shot. I mean, the next time he runs after that, he'll be fucking as old as he's talking about Sleepy Joe is now. It just gets to be Sleepy Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, the other thing is that he's just the the brain-putting guy. I mean, we've we've just seen where he just, like, loses it. He just has these moments where he's just talking and he's just 
he's giving you a sentence and he and he's like, I don't even know how I'm going to land this plane. I started this sentence. I don't know how it finishes. This it is happened to me earlier with Roger Rabbit. I get it, Trump. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not trying to be the president of the United States of America. At least yet anyway. <laughs> L twenty twenty four. That's what I. That's what I need. Uh, uh, that's what I need. Elon Musk's peens one million United States dollars for to start my political campaign. <laughs> oh God! That way I can get my blue my blue Twitter checkmark without having to pay him. Elon ah, Musk's penis for president, not the rest yes. of them. Just his no. mangled, mangled penis. But it's the, but his penis isn't even an American citizen. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, dude. We're not we're not going to amend the Constitution for his wretched cock. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. That's that's what I've always thought. And thank God for the Constitution keeping Elon's penis and him out of the presidency forever. He would try. Yeah, it also yeah. deprived us of President Schwarzenegger. So is it really is it <laughs> like prop it up? I mean, maybe we should rethink this Constitution thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> mistakes were made. And uh, finally, Cleodora Silvestri, the Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, asks, how cowardly do you have to be in order to be terrorized by a fat orange Cheeto whose track record is a long list of failures that include multiple bankrupt casinos, a business model when people come to you, drop off their money, and leave? Yeah, it does take work to lose at a casino because literally it's rigged in your favor. I mean, it's a very uh, lucrative business to get into if you're not apparently grossly incompetent the way Trump was with his casinos. It's I, I find difficulty thinking of any like of the politically minded Republicans that I know off the top of my head that I don't immediately associate with cowardice. Mm. I feel like just typically the Republican Party is the party of not being able to block warriors. Hey, yes. I, I'm from Missouri. My senator is uh, Holland Holly. He, literally, we have footage of him running like a bitch uh, down a hallway away from his constituents, like his people. So, oh, yeah. I, that was I think that was in the Tuck Tuck thing where they were like, I don't think they showed the photo. But he's like, there were more people that were running from the murderous mob than just Howley. They they set that poor boy up with the video they showed of him. And it's like, well, then release the rest of it. Show us more Republicans running in yeah. power from their murderous uh, constituents. I'm okay with that. And if, a few, and if a few Democrats are running from them too, I would have run. Those people were trying to kill them. Literally. <laughs> they, 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 they were not yelling, hang Mike Pence because when they saw someone who was not Mike Pence, they were going to be nice to them. They're like, Oh wait, you're not Mike Pence. Go about your business. I just want to kill Mike Pence. It's like, no, as, they... as someone who's in the United States army, we called it something else. But I assure you, it is 100% okay to run away from someone trying to kill you. We just <laughs> framed it differently. It's allowed. You're, the, uh, yeah. Tactical disengagement, something yeah. like that. <laughs> strategic strategic uh, movement, any, of, any, any buzzwords you need to meet to keep your manliness intact while you're getting away from the guy with a gun who's trying to murder you with it. <laughs> Elle's favorite is what I told him. We actually got a memo. When I first got to Iraq that uh, they read it out to us and I said, you're not supposed to, if it comes up, you're not supposed to call it a double shot anymore. It's a security, a double tap. It's a security shot. <laughs> yeah. I, I, lo I love the, gotta the be problem. Secure. Yes, yeah. gotta be secure. The proper colloquialism for shooting someone a second time to make sure they're dead is now this. <laughs> yeah, that double, is the double tap sounds too aggressive. We're the army. 
it's a security shot. And, (laughs) you know, fair game. That sounds less, like, gruesome and uh, bro-y. So, like, good job, whoever wrote that up. But no one's ever said that in the history of ever. <laughs> I just love that the military is like, we, officially, we do not condone the term double tap. We just, yeah. it's not, it not in our parlance. It's, it's important. We didn't tell you not to do it. Just don't yeah. say it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it's still incredibly tactically sound to to the point where, like, it's still my most frequent complaint in any sort of horror movie, because inevitably there's the tropey part where, like, one of the main characters, like, manages to, like, knock the the slasher down or whatever, and then they just book it away from them. It's just like, no, they're like, like, what are you talking about? You hit them with that bat and they fell over. Just continue with the bat. Like make yeah. the bat happen more. Yeah. Do the do the bat around their face and head and neck. That's usually the 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 softest, most tender parts of the slasher. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, but he's got like a ghost mask on. Yeah, beat the ghost mask. Pummel it, <laughs> pummel it, in, until that thing stops moving forever. <laughs> yeah. I feel like your self defense case will be pretty strong once they track down the eight bodies around town that this person stacked up before they got to your house. Yeah. <laughs> they broke into you. You have Castle Doctrine, and they're a serial killer backing your play for pulling, going full Negan Walking Dead on them. I mean, you're allowed to do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and granted, in some of those movies, that wouldn't work, right? Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, like Michael Myers, they're probably not going to get put down by the bat. But at the very least, like, make the attempt. Certainly against Michael Myers. Like, he didn't become a demon until, like, the sixth movie. For a lot of those movies, it feels like the bat play would have worked just fine. Yeah, just, that was really weird. I actually saw two. I didn't see the final new Halloween movie, but I saw like the first two. And then at some ill-defined point, they were just like, oh, yeah, My- Michael Myers is no longer human. He's just actually like evil incarnate. And I was like, wow, that was that was quite the pivot. We just went from this guy that I probably could have taken out with a gun to now just being a guy that like would probably reform if I dismembered him brutally. And I was like, he's gone from just. A, a, a lunatic that escaped a mental ward to now the T-1000 just somehow mysteriously <laughs> in the course of a couple movies. We snuck some binge wordy here in, at the end. Yes. <laughs> That's not that uncommon. Sometimes it no. happens, you know? Yeah. So, and then for this, that brings us to our final question as always is what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, uh, I've got a, I've got a go full ahead. week of nerd stuff. Uh, after we're done recording today, at some point, I'm getting together with my pals to play some One Piece trading card game. We're doing testing for the new set because one of our buddies is like making a go of it. And then tomorrow is D and D, and then Saturday, I think we're going to see the new Scream movie, which is part of the reason why I have slashes on the brain. And then <laughs> Sunday, I'm doing a role play game. So I'm just like, I've got a ton of stuff going on this week. So, uh, what is the complexity level of the One Piece game? Like, is it is it is it as difficult as Magic the Gathering, or is it a simpler game? Like, what it's, what is the- it's a lot simpler. It's like in terms of the complexity of the mechanics overall, it's like pretty easy. It's not incredibly mechanically deep, at least not yet, because the second set has just come out, so there's not like a ton of keywords and this and that. Playing it, there's a lot of like strategic decisions that you have to make every turn because a lot of your cards pull double duty. You can hold on to them for additional defensive power on, on like blocking, or you can play them out to the board to continue to increase your board presence. 
Um, and you know, there's character to character combat. So like, you know, doing, making one move will make the character that's doing it vulnerable to attacks on the backswing. And, uh, it's actually surprisingly like rewarding to play. I actually really like the one piece trading card game. So, uh, that's cool. I I will have to look into it. I enjoy all sorts of those games. Well, if if it ever, if it ever lines up and maybe we can, there's like a online stuff and, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to play it. So, uh, and some mutual friends of ours are playing it, and one of our mutual friends is is the one making a go of it. So maybe we can learn learn you know, some one piece TCG at some point. I can't wait. That sounds like a plan. Much as I had dreamed of playing Blood on the Clock Tower, but it was denied. It <laughs> cruel, cruel fate denying me my Blood on the Clock Tower. Honestly, you would love Blood on the Clock Tower. I'm sure. I'm sure that you would eat that shit up for breakfast. I had like kind of. It was me hanging out with 10 of my friends that there's like a floor to how crappy it could have been. Yeah. But like for a lot of it, I was pretty close to that floor. Like the biggest problem with Blood on the Clock Tower is that it storytelling for it seems like a thankless job. There's just like dozens of ways that you can mess it up. And when you mess it up, it can really like throw the the game off like off kilter. So uh, yeah. yeah. It's it, it seems like it was just like like coming away from it. I, I I talked to my buddy who was who was running it. We played two games of it back to back, and I was just like, "Man, that seems incredibly hard." And he was just like, "Yeah, I can't stop messing up. There's so much information that you have to keep track of." Oh yeah, that's the thing. It's like I would love to. I I want to try being the 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 GM for that. I really because it, it seems like it would be really an intense thing to do. So I'm, for instance, in the second game. Uh, so the first game, I was I was one of the good guys, and we lost. And it seemed very difficult to win because one of the roles, the poisoner, makes a lot of your information suspect. So in the second game, imagine my surprise to be the poisoner and be very excited about that prospect, only to have the storyteller forget to allow me to activate my power on the first night. <laughs> <laughs> and then I opened my eyes, and uh, three different people were just like, I pointed my power at L, and I think he's evil. <laughs> And I'm just like, what? No, you guys are probably all poisoned. <laughs> and then, the, and then the GM's face goes white as a sheet, and he's just like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> anyway, yeah, if you like social deduction games, I know, I know, my grades does that. Like, the Blood of the Clock Tower is obviously going to be like probably the next big thing. Yep. Yeah, well, I, I that that will be the plan for me is to try to cre- try to somehow create some big Halloween night of of Blood on the Clock Tower with a group of people. Try to try to find that and get that together because that'd, that'd be a ton of lead, lead time for that. Uh, uh, so for, for me, yeah. they uh, they introduced a new big chaos uh, demigod in 40k. He's uh, Vaster the. The Machine Demon, Lord of the Soul Forge, and he got a cool new mini that's coming out real soon. And uh, I'm probably going to pick it up and paint it, even though I don't play Chaos in any uh, any way, shape, or form. So, just to because I think it's a really cool mini. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to um, the completion of my quote unquote deep clean that my uh, dentist is putting me through. Oh, nice. Be- uh, because my gums have, over the past couple of days, finally stopped feeling weird and awkward and annoying from the first batch of that. 
but now I get to have the other half of my mouth deep cleaned tomorrow. So all that annoyance I had on one side of my mouth will now be transferred to the other side. So that's going to be a hoot and a holler. So I'm mostly looking forward to sometime next week when all of this is gone. And now my gums are considered healthy by dentist standards. Um, so that will be just absolutely ducky. Um, my yeah. grains is excited to, to stop having a filthy mouth. Yes, pretty much. Cause I knew that this was going to happen because literally right before COVID happened, they were like, you need this procedure. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then the world ended it and I could not get the procedure. So then when I finally obtained what I thought was dental insurance, spoiler alert, not, not so much. I was like, I will have the procedure done. And now we are here. I am now in the midst of the procedure. To be fair, I think that they—I think they just push the deep clean on everybody. Yeah, it's, my, it's, my it's, dentist it's, tried to get me to do it too. Not yeah. that I like. And you know, every once it. in a while, you should. But like, yeah. they're just like, yeah, you know, we recommend the deep clean like every six months or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure you do, bud. But we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and pass on that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was, oh, yeah. Let me take two days off of work, every, like once every six months, so I can come here for two separate dental appointments and get my mouth deep cleaned. No, thank you, <laughs> that one, friend. Yeah. We'll, do, we'll do that once every two years. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, that was the thing is that this was I was offered it like in 2020, and that, that's why like I got it now because I I I was like, yeah, I probably need this. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 like it does make sense to do it every once in a while. I'm sure that your mouth is a cesspool, but well, or half a cesspool now. A yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's just a pool or a cess. Yes. <laughs> my anyway. mouth's name, my mouth's name is Steggy. <laughs> a reference for us, uh, us, and only us. Yes, <laughs> and maybe a select few listeners if you are deep cut nerds. Uh, yeah. Anyway, on that note, it's time for us to strap on our sparkly roller skates and a cool roller skate out of Hell World. We're doing tricks and stuff. The little deal we do, like the figure eight with your feet going backwards. We're doing all that stuff. Yeah, imagine so much it. Moon Girl. Yeah, imagine the theater of your mind. Don't be mad because I'm doing me because I'm better. I'm doing it better than you or whatever the line is in that song. I God, I'm fumbling all over my yeah. shit today. Jesus, get your shit together. Yeah, well, you know, at least I'm fucking trying, Sarge. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you? Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening uh, and supporting the show. We really do appreciate it. You can continue to support the show for free by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have money and you want to donate it to us, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Uh, any donation uh, of $5 or more gets you access to our slate of bonus content, including several series where we break down Q-pop media such as Kabbalah, What We Do Out of Shadows, Mules, Errand, etc. Thank you so much for all of our beautiful babies for your financial support. You help keep the lights on, so to speak. And, and thank you, Barking fed. Dog, for interrupting my <laughs> outro. Wonderful. Good stuff. Very professional all around. Yeah. Bet, yeah. Bet, you See, real, bet, bet, bet you feel real guilty about busting my balls or stumbling <laughs> over my words now, huh? Dickhead. Oh, <laughs> like well. Okay. The, 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 this bit is for people who stick around for the atro. Way to go, dog, for injecting a little majesty into it. That's Penny. Anyway, star of the I, was, I was at this part of the atro. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you could do some good with it by donating it to love146.org. They are an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Thank you, as always, to DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our intro song. Still no social media for them, but uh, hey, DJ Minimal Effort, you are pretty cool. Thanks to our uh, buddy Frosty, voiceover artist friend. You can find them on Twitter at FrostyVO. You can find our show on Twitter at HellWorld with a Q instead of an O. Myself on Twitter at HellWorldL, spelled the same way. 
Sarge is at Sergeant Hell, and Mike Rains is, of course, at Poker Politics. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hell War podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined as always by my friend Sarge, and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, Patriots! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.